When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I scammed people for over $10,000 in CSGO and then lost most of it when I was 13. So basically, I was 13 years old and I was a gamer back then. I was a CSGO player at the time, a normal kid who played the game since he was six years old. By this, I mean that I played Counter-Strike since I was six. So I had like seven years experience in the game. One night I remember playing and there was a guy that told me I'm great at this game and he wants to play more. I remember that after I talked to him for the first time into the Mike, he heard that I was just a kid and he added me and after a quick chat, I got scammed. I lost 12 cents worth of cases which are in-game items. Really nothing, but this is how it began. After this, I learned from the internet how to perform a scam in this game. Basically searched on Google how not to get scammed on Steam and took some ideas from there. And how salesmen are more convincing while trading so I can look more experienced when I was talking to people. Not even two days passes and I already got a knife in this game. An M9 Bayo Vanilla for people that know the game. And for those that don't, it's worth about $100. This was the first time I really felt guilty about something, but I also wanted the skins, potentially the money. So I went on going. After I got in-game items worth about $300 in less than a week, I went on and got level 100 on Steam. Now it is really nothing, but back then it was wow. After getting this level on Steam, everything went really smooth. People were adding me from forums, from Steam groups, from CSGO Lounge, everyone wanting to sell their items to me because I looked like the most reputable buyer around. I remember that I was always asked why do they need to sell their items. I felt really guilty and I promised myself that I won't scam people that need money for medical problems slash people from my country. Some people were pretty scared. Someone told me that, quote, I had their lives in my hands and that if I scam them, they will check out permanently. I called it a bluff and proceeded on scamming them. Nobody ever checked out as far as I know, but there were times when people would just add me, ask me if I was willing to buy their items for X amount of dollars. I tried to negotiate with them, etc., etc., to make it seem like a real deal, and I couldn't even finish my messages because they were already giving me their in-game items. This went on and on, and I had a stack of around 30 knives at once. Now, I think it was around 2013, and I discovered CSGO gambling websites. Oh boy, oh boy. I would stay up all night winning and losing on those websites. I would end up having nothing and then scamming people more just to gamble. I've made a total of how much I scammed. I always save screenshots of them like a diary you can say and it was around $10,000 when I was 13 years old and all I had left was $400 after using all these websites. There's actually a bonus story he includes here that I'm gonna keep all together because they share the same theme. But he says, after this, I used to scam people randomly like once every two weeks when I was bored and finally quit scamming when everything became too hard and everything became automatic. Item selling websites appeared and people were no longer that new to the whole trading part of the game. The urge to scam didn't stop and now I had no more money, just an $800 inventory that I wanted to keep and not trade and no money for 
for other games, and now it hit me. I could scam indie game companies too. I'm not going to give details on how I managed to scam over 500 indie game developers slash companies into giving me key codes to their games, but believe me, it is not really worth it. The best games I could take for free were Rocket League, Goat Simulator, Insurgency, and other ones that I don't remember. And Rocket League, by the way, is free to play now anyway. I'm getting emails with new key codes even to this day when some of them make another game. I don't know why, but if I'd had to guess, I'd say they got an automatic list with X business partners. This was a fun part of my childhood because it developed my business ability. I learned how to talk to people and how to make really nice business emails, and it was overall a good learning method. At least that's how I see it. No, I'm not scamming people anymore, and I sometimes feel bad when I look back at those memories, but I guess that a 13-year-old wouldn't think that much, and there was even pressure to scam more because my friends saw me as sort of a god of scamming or an evil genius, and I like being appreciated, even when it wasn't because of something good. So, am I the jerk for scamming people out of $10,000 in CSGO items? This is pretty nuts. So this guy would probably still have all of these items if it weren't for the CSGO gambling sites. So basically, some of these CSGO gambling sites ended up inheriting or having all the items trickle down into them because, as it turns out, a lot of those sites appeared to be rigged anyway. But this is crazy. It's kind of funny that he learned how to scam by looking up how to not scam. It makes me think of the whole thing where some people believe that viruses are created by the antivirus software companies because they want to have something to be able to defend against, something to sell you so they make a problem so they could sell you this thing to keep you from getting that virus. In this case, he's just trying not to get scammed and learn how to scam along the process. But it does seem like this stuff is a lot harder to do these days because the way Valve changed everything. And like he says here, a lot of stuff is automated. So there was probably just a small window where a lot of people were able to do this and it sucks for everyone that did get scammed. But let me know what you guys think, jerk or not a jerk. And what would you do? I scammed my cousin out of his $250 CSGO knife. So my cousin and I were contemplating whether or not to gamble our $120 knives in CSGO. Like the dum-dums me and him were, we decided to do it choosing the 2X multiplier. Long story short, I lost mine and he won a $250 knife. Feeling bad, he said I could borrow the knife for a week, something that eventually became his downfall. I eventually made up this elaborate story about how this Russian scammed me and that he, quote, took all my skins. Really, I just traded the skins to an account and privated it. Somehow he believed me and now I'm $250 richer. But considering he stole $200 from his parents, I think he deserved it. Am I the jerk? This is awful. The cousin here cares enough about his cousin, the original poster here, to let him borrow his item because he feels bad that he lost it. And the OP, the original poster, just totally, completely takes advantage of that and tries to grasp for straws saying that it's justified because he got the money from his parents or whatever his reasoning is. This is pretty sad. And it sounds like he's not remorseful about it at all because he's making justifications for why he did it. And of course, the classic blame it on the Russian scammer technique is what he's trying to use in order to get away with it. Somebody brought up the fact that you know he'll know sooner or later when he sees you playing with this item in the game because obviously CSGO is a team 
game, you're going to see what the other person has equipped and the items are somewhat unique. So you're going to be able to tell that it's that same item. But he responded to that saying that he already sold it. And even if he hadn't, he would have made sure that he wasn't using the account when he came to his house. Man, keep your enemies closer, I guess. I feel bad for the cousin for not knowing that this OP has such an evil outlook towards his own cousin. But let me know what you guys think, jerk or not a jerk. And what would you do if you found out that your cousin had taken your $250 item in CSGO? Am I the jerk for hacking into my daughter's bank accounts? Or from the perspective of the daughter, would I be the jerk for confronting my dad about hacking into my bank accounts? So my parents got divorced a couple of years back. My dad had been pretty involved with street walkers and blew thousands of dollars of family money on this habit. The divorce started out pretty amicable. But when my dad started to realize he was going to lose a lot of his money, he wanted to cut my brother and I off his health insurance plan, take away college money, etc. I was 21 years old at the time and my brother was 19. My dad was also pretty intensely cyber stalking and physically stalking my mom once she had started to move on. He put a tracker on her car and set up everything he needed to be able to hack into whatever he wanted. We changed all of her logins, her passwords, and then the next day she was locked out of her accounts because my dad had changed them all back. It took lawyers getting involved because of this harassment to get the insurance details righted, college money restored, and reparations paid back to my mom for all of the streetwalker money he used. I contemplated cutting him out of my life back then, but I just felt terribly guilty about all of it, even though my brother cut off communications. Fast forward to now, and my dad and I have somewhat of a relationship. It's improved a lot since the divorce years, even though I've caught him in a lot of lies slash shady behavior still. However, I recently got married back in May, and my husband and I found out we are expecting a baby in April. We've been working towards merging our finances when I get this notification from my bank that the contact phone number on my account had just been changed to my dad's phone number. I just feel so sick. I know he was the one who put that number on my account, which means he's probably yet again hacking or doing something shady to access my bank accounts. I told my brother about it and he's livid and ready to confront my dad and I think I am too. I called my bank about the number change and while they won't give me the IP address the change was made from, they can confirm it was done through a verified login and it was not my husband or myself. So would I be the jerk for confronting my dad and possibly cutting off contact? I'm so sick of being locked out of accounts, having my private information messed with, And at this point, I don't want my future child slash family having to deal with all this harassment and stalking. Am I the jerk? This is always a sad situation when there's a parent who's clearly taking advantage of his family. I mean, it sounds like he definitely has some sort of issues. If he's blowing all of his money on his bad habits and then he's trying to do what with the ex-wife? I guess annoy her? I'm not really sure what that would happen because I don't know if he can actually even pull money out even when he does change all of her login information. And with the daughter, I really don't understand what he's trying to do there. I guess maybe assume that since they're merging their accounts, that's the perfect time to get some cash out of the situation because there's going to be the most confusion. Either way, this is going to be a hard situation to deal with because you're going to have to either cut your dad out of it or he's going to keep trying to basically break his way into all of 
your private accounts. Even if you absolutely have to, you might even have to change bank accounts. But let me know what you guys think, jerk or not a jerk, from either perspective, and what would you do? Am I the jerk for calling my sister's husband useless? I'm a 17-year-old female, and my sister is a 34-year-old female. She called me saying that her work had an emergency, and she needs someone to get their ASAP, and needed me to watch her kids because no one else can. I rushed over there just to find her husband locked in his game room playing video games. I asked her why she called me over if he was home and she said he didn't want to babysit because it was his only day off. My sister left and I started hanging with the kids. I was changing the baby's diaper and the other kids wanted a snack. I told them to go ask their dad to make them a snack since the baby had a blowout and it was going to take a while to clean him up. Well, their dad sent them back upstairs and told them to ask me again. After cleaning the baby up, I made the kids a snack and their dad came out to eat and told me not to let the kids interrupt him on his day off. By the way, he works part time from home six days a week. I kind of snapped at him and told him it was my day off too and that he's a useless father and husband if his wife has to rely on her teenage sister rather than her own husband. He started telling me I was disrespectful and I didn't understand how hard parenting is and I told him he clearly doesn't understand how hard it is either since he considers parenting his own children babysitting. He ended up kicking me out and apparently my sister was forced to come home because he told her she needed to figure it out since I'm her sister. I feel like I may be the jerk because my sister is mad at me, her husband is mad at me, my mom is mad at me for causing drama, but my dad thinks it's fun and agrees with me. I definitely didn't need to call him names, but I just hate this guy so much. We have argued about things in the past as well, so we already don't have a great relationship. My sister is saying I need to apologize to him, and he is threatening to never let me into the kids' lives if I keep disrespecting him. So am I the jerk? Most of the time, or pretty much all the time, if somebody is using their kids as some sort of tool to extract what they want from other people, whether it's the other parents or it's, in this case, the family of the person, in order for them to behave a certain way or else you're not going to be able to see the kids, it's pretty twisted. It's kind of a strange concept that I feel like a lot of people, especially in all these stories, tend to go to pretty often. So if she doesn't behave exactly how he wants her to behave, she can't be in the lives of the kids, even though she's directly related to them. She's their aunt. And not for the sake of the kids. It's for the sake of him not having to babysit, as he calls it, even though they're his own kids, which is wild to think of it like that. And the whole concept of him valuing his day off more than her day off is very strange, too, because they're his own kids. So what do you guys think? Jerk or not a jerk in this case? Am I the jerk for making fun of a white girl for being poor because she was being racist? I'm Asian, more specifically one of the only Chinese people in my grade, which has been absolutely fun these days. So the girl in question has been racially harassing me since the beginning of lockdown. When she DM'd and said, did the bat taste good? Thanks a lot, you freak. I reported her to my school and they literally just dropped it because they said tensions were high and she couldn't be blamed because her uncle had corona or something like that. Then I got repeated 
deleted messages like that from fake slash newly created accounts that I suspect were from her, but I just kept blocking them until I guess she gave up because I wasn't reacting. My school district has chosen to do in person, massively dumb in my opinion, but whatever. On the literal second day of school, she walks up to me while I'm in the lunch line and says in a thick Asian accent, are you eating bat dumpling or dog noodle? Other people around me laughed. And I'm sure I don't have to explain this, but I felt humiliated. It finally felt like I got her off my back for a little while and she comes back as soon as school starts. And I already know my school administration isn't going to go to bat for me. I don't know a lot about this girl since I obviously tried to avoid her, but I did know that she had bad teeth, lived in a trailer, and was very poor. I'm ashamed to have stooped to this, but I just wanted to show her how it felt for once. So I said, I'd be less concerned with what I'm eating if I were you and more worried about your diet since you're the one who needs to figure out how to brush her teeth in a trailer with no running water. Stop trying to get sent to a hospital when you can't afford health care. Other students nearby told me I went too far because it wasn't her fault she was poor. Like it was my fault I was Asian. She literally cried. Like I didn't cry every time she called me her names. She's left me alone ever since though, which doesn't matter since I plan on transferring anyways. Am I the jerk? I think in this case, if she didn't do something to abruptly put a stop to this, it probably would have kept on going forever. And it sucks that it had to be in this way, but I mean, really, what else is there? If nobody else is there to help her, she feels alone. The school isn't even helping when she's trying her best to report and do things the right way. I mean, she's not really left with many options. It's either she does something to totally shut it down or she has to continue enduring this nonsense forever. But let me know what you guys think on this jerk or not a jerk and what would you do?